Fall Line by Michael Garron. Episode 16, Thankless Givings Day. I mentioned that Peace Corps dropped me off in Pagoda with a thin foam mattress. What I failed to mention was that they gave me a small kerosene fridge as well. Before I had the sense to turn this expensive luxury into a closet, I made ice for a while. Kojo, my neighbor helper, had never seen ice before, so I handed him a piece. He screamed as soon as he touched it. He flung it away, sure it had burned his skin. When he saw that the ice created neither a burn mark nor any lasting pain, he grabbed another piece. This one he put into a bottle cap so he wouldn't have to hold it. He ran out of the house and up the street saying he wanted to terrorize his friends. They'll think that I'm a devil with this new burning, non-burning thing, he shouted as he left. He returned within minutes in shocked puzzlement. How did you do that, he demanded. I asked him to clarify. He showed me the puddle in the cap, saying, You know, you turned the hot rock into water when I left. And in the spirit of sorcerers, one more Grigri story comes to mind. This was Thanksgiving my first year. The U.S. ambassador had invited the volunteers to dinner at his home in the capital. I was newly at post, and it was a long haul back down to the coast. It was also the same day as a nearby sorcerer's event that took place once every five years. So I decided not to go to Lome for the ambassador's Thanksgiving party. I went to the Karag Rigri festival instead. The hippie heyday was behind us in the late 70s, but some vestiges of it remained. In particular, pot use had bloomed, spreading its literal and figurative seed. Its roots were well planted and widespread. The industry was even alive and well in Togo, as we found the first night we arrived. We smoked so much that our associate director told us that if we didn't stop doing drugs, he'd throw the whole lot of us out. Somehow, the admonition was not enough to create much behavior change. My friend John was as much of a toker as I was, and he too had decided to forego Thanksgiving in the capital. He decided to join me at the Grigri Festival instead. A neighboring UN volunteer came along as well. We got to the hill where the Grigri practitioners displayed their skills to one another. John asked us if we wanted to get stoned. The UN guy signaled that he didn't. Looking at all the bizarre sights, I decided not to as well. I was afraid that adding the incoherent fog of marijuana to the scene might be a little more than I could handle. It was, for me, a rare exercise of self-restraint. We watched wizards dancing wearing nothing but beads and bands and body paint. They had live toads stuffed headfirst into their mouths. The frogs kicking like they wanted to crawl all the way down the sorcerers' throats. There were others who pierced their body with needles, knives, and lances. They drove these objects through their cheeks and through the loose skin of their arms and thighs. I walked around completely straight, seeing sights that made me feel like I was stoned out of my mind. A few days later, the merrymakers returned from the capital. They told me that a group of volunteers had gathered for a Thanksgiving pre-party. The party included pot in smokable form, as well as some baked into brownies. As the party broke up, someone snagged the brownies. They brought them along to the ambassadors, where they ended up on the Thanksgiving dessert table. What happened after that has since become Peace Corps legend. In fact, I continued to hear the story told in different Peace Corps offices for more than 20 years. An unsuspecting volunteer took a brownie off the table thinking it was a regular dessert. She ended up so stoned that she stripped naked on the dance floor. She shimmied and shook her way up to others there and ranted about how much she wanted to have their babies. The young woman was psychovac the following day.
there was an immediate investigation into how the Brownies got to the ambassadors in the first place. It soon implicated more than 20 volunteers. Policy technically called for their dismissal, but many argued that the program ramifications were too great. So the administration settled for letters swearing they would not use drugs again. Now back to the UN volunteer who had gone to the festival with John and me. He ended up making a big deal about John's lighting up when he next saw our Peace Corps director. The leadership decided that while they couldn't lose 20 volunteers, they could make an example out of one. John was the only person to get thrown out of Peace Corps for Thanksgiving drug use that year. <laughs> 